Luke chapter 2, verses 39 through 52. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thomas, oh. I, I love this story. It's it's fun. And, you know, it's it's the only thing we really know about Jesus before he starts his ministry is like basically this story. Sure. And, you know, like, first of all, you know, just to make a quick, you know, to talk to verses 39 and 40, you know, to the same note that I made yesterday, what we see, what Luke really is trying to point out here that's easy for us to miss, but is really important is Jesus from the beginning was fulfilling the law. You know, he says in the Sermon on the Mount, do not think that I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I haven't come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And so we see here, you know, at the very beginning, because of the obedience of Mary and Joseph, he is fulfilling the law. And then there's this really interesting story where, you know, Jesus stays back. And it, it's one of those stories in the Bible that's like very human and like relatable because like you can just imagine like, you know, losing your kid at the supermarket or whatever. Mm -hmm. And much less there's like, they're a day's journey out from Jerusalem. It's like leaving your kid in like New York, you know? So what do you, what do you make of this story? Uh, I love this story. I was thinking about this story the other day. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, on, on Tuesday nights, we're teaching through Matthew. That's like our backbone for the rest of the year. We're going to pause, do some other series, but it's so cool to go through a gospel but what happens in the other gospels is you basically just jump into adulthood. Mm -hmm. So at least we've got like this little moment, right? Mm -hmm. This little moment of Jesus as, as a preteen, totally. as a 12 year old. Let me, can I ask you an uncomfortable question? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when On you air. think, when you think about worshiping Jesus, mm. you're singing a song, you're praying, you're reading your Bible. You, you, you said um, yesterday you're, you're working on memorizing Sermon on the Mount. When you think about worshiping Jesus, does it make you uncomfortable to think about worshiping 12-year-old Jesus? Yeah, totally. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It does me too. Yeah. It's I've, like, I've never thought about that. It is a very, because he's God here. Yeah. He Especially is, like, 
it's easy sort of to imagine like Christmas, like baby boy Jesus. Yeah. But like middle school Jesus. Um, yeah. It's, it's it an is, interesting thought. And and so that thought, I, I think it's good for our minds to to roll around in that clay. Hmm. I think it's good for us. We so go to like, <clears throat> as Christians, we go to like a favorite verse. We go to like a, um, you know, a, a favorite prayer. We go to something like that. And we, it's good to shock our minds a little bit and say, this is God in the flesh at 12. Hmm. Yeah. And he's worthy to be worshiped at 12. Yep. It's just really good to help us understand the the verses that the author of Hebrews talks about where he was tempted in every way, able to relate. It doesn't mean that all happened once he started his ministry. Yeah, I was about to say, because like if we don't think about that, then it's almost like the incarnation began when Jesus was 31. That's and right. Yeah, you miss all those, um, the, you know, unspoken years of, you know, and, and I think we we zoom in a lot of times on biblical figures. Like with Paul, we like, neglect the 10 years after his conversion where he was just, you know, a nameless tent maker or Abraham 20 years after he received the promise That's of right. offspring and just yep. continued wandering in the wilderness. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's a good word. And, you know, I, the reason I really love this story is because it's clear. Um, and you know, this is true of even like 12 year olds at Christ covenant and in, in Atlanta, but, around that age is it's like your your personality your intellect hmm. even like your athleticism like you can kind of start to see like who people are becoming you know like when you see like a bunch of like third graders there's like a little bit of that that's but, right you know yeah. like i played this is like a little known will carlisle fact so in third grade i both started taking guitar lessons and started playing football and i actually like i may, I may have seen a picture yeah, yeah, yeah i saw you mean mugging with your arms <laughs> crossed against like a fence on, or something come on. i saw oh, that yeah. picture oh yeah, yeah. It's a great photo, but, but, you know, at that stage though, it's like, everyone's kind of in the same like middle school boat, but the, or elementary school boat. But then like, this is the age where, you know, Jesus it's in the temple, he's asking really good questions and they're kind of like astonished at how wise and smart. And then he, he lays this, like, it's not quite a parable, but this like saying on Mary and Joseph that just flies straight over their heads. Oh. And uh and they know yeah. that like he was immaculately conceived. Like they should have gotten it, you know. Well, I do think there is something too like now we're seeing like a real bit of humanity here. 12 years is a long time. Yeah. And and they've been raising this boy. I'm you know, Jesus had other brothers and sisters. Like I'm I'm pretty sure within 12 years and uh, in that context, there were multiple brothers and sisters. They're a busy young family. Jesus is the oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, what a what a hard deal to have him as your older brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> you you can only do wrong. Only. <laughs> like, and so, um, why can't you be more like you know? You I'm sure that <laughs> they probably had to not say that. Yeah, they were like hopefully not. They were visiting with Lou, and Lou was like, "You can't say." Yeah, don't don't, <laughs> don't. bring Jesus into it. <laughs> um, but. I just think there's there's so much humanity that's happening here, and it's just real easy to gloss over. But what about the three days? Three days. Like, okay, besides, like, what were they talking about, and how much was he explaining the law of Moses, and how many times did he pull himself into the law of Moses, and, like, were they, like, were those those experts 
in God's word where they just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. But also like, where did he stay? Like probably the temple. Where did yeah. who fed him? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> it, and it kind of feels connective to like the story of Samuel um as a young boy about this age. Yeah. Like sleeping in the temple and mm-hmm. the Lord calling or the tabernacle and the Lord calling him. Yeah. But uh, you know, the the thing that I really like to like take away from this, well, I'm sure there's many countless things, but you know, what strikes me is they find Jesus, verse 45, mm-hmm. sitting among the teachers, a.k.a., you know, the Pharisees. Sure. Listening to them and asking them questions. And I think, you know, this kind of goes back to the point I was trying to make earlier. Jesus, he's 12. He's obviously incredibly wise. and um, But he, he sits there and is asking them questions you know, probably in tune to the fact that these guys don't get it, that they're looking the word of life in the eyes and, you know, just think it's some smart kid. And yet, like, to me, it's just such a picture of the humility of Jesus is, Mm. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't walk in as an arrogant middle schooler and, you know, just start reinventing the wheel for all the old guys. That's right. But he sits and listens and, um, how much more when, you know, I'm so sure of how much more I know than all the mm. other people around me and all the all the other men in the church and whatever, how much more would it serve me to just sit mm. and listen like the Lord did? Mm-hmm. And, you know, let let the spirit teach me and, and, and just to be patient and grow in wisdom and in stature and with God and man. And so as a, as a younger guy, like that to me is just a big instruction of like, okay, if Jesus can sit in the temple and listen to Pharisees and ask them questions and be interested in what they have to say, then, you know, maybe I can like shut up and listen every once in a while. I think that's so wise. And that ties in exactly with, uh, where I was thinking the part that jumped off the page for me. And that's twice we hear Luke say that Mary pondered all these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. And there is something too, when we, when we don't understand what the Lord is doing, mm-hmm. there is something beautiful about sitting with the Lord and pondering things and treasuring them in our heart mm. before just going out and running our mouth before just mm-hmm. going out and deciding, I guess this is what the Lord's going to do or what he's not going to do. Mm-hmm. There is some there's some great wisdom and it's woven in and out this whole chapter of Luke 2 of God's not always going to make sense to you. Mm. And that's because he's God and we're not. Mm-hmm. And that he's okay with that. Mm-hmm. And we need to be okay with sometimes I just need to ponder these things in my heart mm-hmm. and just see Lord what are you up to? Yeah, absolutely. Well, a great word from Luke 2. I'm sure there's so much more to just be encouraged and instructed in here. So spend some time alone with it, with the Spirit today, and uh, see what he would teach you. But we are going to start in Luke 3 tomorrow. So for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle. We better see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.